More now on our breaking news tonight as the former FBI informant who is charged with lying about the Biden family's dealings in Ukraine now says it was Russian intelligence officials who gave him those fake stories. Much of this information from this informant and quite possibly was and quite possibly still is at the center of the GOP's impeachment efforts into President Biden and has been amplified relentlessly by right wing media, essentially doing Putin's work for him. Here tonight is CNN senior media reporter Oliver Darcy. And Oliver, just to give people a sense of what this has sound like and what this has looked like for, for people who watch these channels or visit these sites, uh, this is what this has been like for the last few months. There are now real and growing concerns that your president, the president of our country, is compromised. How real of a bribery scan Joe Biden bribery scandal allegation is this? Well, every day this bribery scandal becomes more credible. We already know the president took bribes from Burisma. This is about the big guy himself, Joe Biden, a corrupt career politician who is now very credibly accused of public corruption on a scale this country has never seen before. The most corroborating evidence we have is that 1023 form from this highly credible confidential human source, according to U.S. Attorney Scott Brady. I mean, I guess to their credit, the FBI was treating this person as a confidential human source that they've been relying on. But, but clearly we've seen what has happened now that they've looked into his claims. Yeah, I mean, most media and organizations uh, were skeptical of these claims, given what they are, that the former vice president took a $5 million bribe along with his son. And so uh, they treated them with skepticism. Fox News, on the other hand, uh, aired this propaganda, you know, left and right. If you were watching Fox News, you were being inundated with these claims. And if you talk to Republicans and they, they say, you know, Biden is head of this Biden crime family, this crime syndicate, and you wonder why that is. It's because they're being inundated by people like Sean Hannity, who repeated these claims uh, in almost 100 segments just last year uh, with this information. And so if you want to understand why so much of the Republican Party supported, for instance, impeaching the former president uh, last year, it was I think it was like 78% of Republicans supported that. You have to understand where they're getting their information, and it's coming from people like Hannity who are lying. And now, of course, now that this is falling apart in public, they're really nowhere to be found. They're either ignoring this or you see people even stoking further conspiracies, saying that basically anyone who speaks out against Biden gets arrested. And that's what happened in this so case. So they're and not so, coming out and reporting on the fact that this filing says he's basically been making it all up and getting it from Russian intelligence officers. The night this broke, it was not mentioned by people like Hannity, who have relentlessly amplified this claim. And now they're sort of acknowledging it, but acknowledging it in a way that, again, stokes further conspiracy theories. Oliver Darcy, thank you. Reaction now from two friends of the source, Democratic strategist Paul Begala and former Trump White House communications director Alyssa Farrah Griffin. I think, Paul, a lot of people are probably reading through this filing thinking, are we really doing this again? Yeah, uh, Russia is our enemy. Russia wants to hurt America. They, 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 uh, people say meddled. They didn't. They invaded cyber invasion in the 2016 election. They're apparently trying to do it again with human sources. Uh, and the people who are repeating this, first, in their defense, the strongest drug I know is confirmation bias, <laughs> right? So you hear something, I don't like Trump. So somebody says something bad about Trump, I'm going to believe it. Um, having said that, people who have a media platform have a responsibility to do more than just nod their head when something confirms their bias. And they have become dupes, what Stalin used to call useful idiots. You hear that phrase a lot these days, and that's what a lot of the right-wing media has become.
Alyssa, what do you make of this? Well, listen, this is the Russian playbook, and I think if the average American had a better understanding of how Russians engage in information warfare and disinformation warfare, and they've been doing it for decades in the U.S., but in this era of democratized media, social media, right-wing, and part highly polarized partisan media, it's able to be amplified so much quicker. This is textbook. Anytime you see something that caters to exactly to your point, what you dislike about an opponent, and it almost seems so out there, and there's not much backing it, you should be skeptical. You be skeptical of information you're provided, and real journalists will kind of suss that out. But I mean, Sean Hannity mentioned this specific issue more than two dozen times on his program in opening monologues without going into the layers of actually pulling back who this person could be. I think there are a lot of members of Congress, by the way, Republican members, who don't have the sophistication to suss out what might in fact just be Russian disinformation. I mean, that's concerning. Uh, Paul, on the other topic, we started the hour with Governor Brian Kemp talking about Trump's legal troubles. We've learned tonight, I should note, that his leadership pack. Trump's, not Kemp's, paid out more than $2.9 million to law firms last month, racked up another $1.9 million in unpaid legal bills at the end of January. This is what Governor Kemp said about Trump's legal issues and when he predicts they could be resolved. I think most voters probably feel the same way I do. I mean, we're a country that was built on laws and the Constitution, and it's, it's you know, up, up to us, really, as elected leaders to be the ones that exemplify that in a lot of ways. Uh, so we'll see where the process plays out. I think probably they will be ruled on for the election. We don't hear that from many right. Republican leaders. Right. No conspiracy theories, no trashing of the prosecutors or the judge who he appointed in this case, Judge McAfee in the Georgia case. Um, it, what Brian Kemp has that I don't know many Republicans who do is a fearlessness. He's not scared of Donald Trump. Donald Trump put up a really talented Republican primary opponent against him, David Perdue, a millionaire, former senator. Kemp beat him by a margin of 52. A margin. He took on Trump's best guy and whipped him. And the rest of these Republicans ought to listen to Brian Kemp and watch him. They're all so cowed by Trump, you can hear him moo. And by the way, he did it while, while, while passing conservative policies, right. while actually delivering for his state, and while not making Trump the focus, but when asked, being honest, being principled, and sticking to his core beliefs. He's kind of a model for what a post-Trump Republican should and could Absolutely. look like.